listening to episode 39, chapter one of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Josiah Smith about his book, Along the Way. Josiah Smith is the senior leader and founding pastor of New Hope Community Church in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. A graduate of Central Bible College, he has a passion for building up the church across denominational lines, seeing new churches planted, and teaching the Bible in a practical and understandable way. He's an ordained minister in the Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. We often think about discipleship in terms of our own journey. We tend to focus only on ourselves. But as we've talked about this week with Josiah, Discipleship is a journey we must take with others. That's why step three in how to create a lifestyle of discipleship is to walk with others. Because we aren't meant to walk alone. But as in every lifestyle, one habit or activity doesn't make a lifestyle. A lifestyle is is made up of many habits and routines that, once combined, encompass our entire lives and direct the way we live. That's why step three, walk with others, goes so well with step five, make other disciples. Because you can't disciple others unless you are willing to walk with them. And the best way to make these steps part of your everyday life is to be intentional. What is the uh, criteria then for people in your church to begin uh, to be a coach? Do you have a process that you want to make sure that they've at least gone through this process? And, you know, it's like, you know, like you're talking about if somebody just first gets saved, maybe it's not right after that first seven or eight weeks, but sure, um, yeah. yeah. So how do you go about judging or uh, yeah, using discernment in that area? Yeah, that's a great question. And one that I don't have a great answer for now, because in the past we have had, uh, you know, I've had a set of standards of what I would expect for someone to officially coach someone. Um, now in the past couple months, uh, since the book has been published, I I've, been expanding a little bit beyond our church to to our, our community here and um, and trying to resource people with the book and kind of cast the vision of like coach someone coach someone and I realize that I'm not going to be able to um, influence everyone who has the book uh, and so I'm kind of trying to figure that out right now I'm hoping to develop some more resources on training and like how to use the book? How do you coach someone? What do I do if I'm having coffee with, mm. coffee with someone? Like, because I think people find that very intimidating. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually I started a Facebook group specifically for fifty or sixty people who have the book, who who are potential coaches. You know, and so I you know I do little surveys in that group to kind of find out where people are. And yeah, I think some people are just scared. Like I couldn't coach someone, but they've been Christians. Or they've been a Christian for a really long time. Yeah. Well, like, no, you should be able to disciple someone. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what it means to follow Jesus is that we, we disciple people. And so I think, I think it's going to take some time just to do some, do some training and shifting of, of, of mindsets there of like, yeah. you are equipped, you can do this. Now, coming back to the original question, then um, that makes me want to reevaluate what, I, what we have set up at the church, you know, for those standards. But certainly I would want someone to have been coached before they would coach someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, in our church context. What do you think is it that holds us back, especially for those of us that's been in the church a long time, we've been quote unquote discipled, or at least we're very familiar 
um, you know, with the gospel, or we, we should be, I guess, um, holds us back from wanting to engage in those discipleship relationships? Because uh, it does. It seems like there is a pattern of, of fear. And I mean, I, I feel that same, that same fear. But uh, what have you encountered when you're trying to work through this with people? I think, I think a couple, I mean, fear for sure, just being intimidated by having that responsibility. Mm, Um, The responsibility. I I think, I think lethargy is big and it's just become so normal not to disciple people that it's weird to have that expectation put on us, Mm. you know, like, wait a second, I'm I'm supposed to do this. (laughs) Like, I, I just think it's not, it's not a normal church thing. And at least I'm just thinking about myself growing up too. And I grew up in a great church, a great home, a great school, all these things. But for some reason, I don't know why it didn't get you know into my mm-hmm. heart or head that like I should be intentional about discipling people. And and just to be honest too, like I'm still working through that. Like like okay, who am I being intentional about discipling now? You know, and um, and then I want to make sure that I'm not just trying to go through a book with someone too. Yeah, but like really discipling. Um, what are yeah, some I things that you're that, doing to be intentional? If I could ask, I mean, I know you're the pastor, but <laughs> so I, yeah. and, and you planted so, the church, so you've had to be intentional about this from the get go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking about that earlier today too. Cause I'm like, all right, you know, who, who am I discipling right now? And I am, I'm going through the book with someone and I've gone through the book with several, you know, several people before it was a book. Um, and I, I'm thinking, uh, you know, obviously as a, as a pastor, hopefully I'm discipling my team mm-hmm. just by the meetings that we do and the sermons that I preach and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, to be intentional, I, I try, there are people that I, I try to think in my mind, like, not, not that I'm putting myself in a place over them, but like, I, I think it is important to have in your mind, like, who are you going to prioritize walking with, you know, whether that is through, you know, it might start out with taking them through a book, you know, a group study, but then continuing to walk with them. And, uh, you know, hopefully it turns, uh, yeah, of course you have to be intentional in the beginning, but hopefully it turns into something relational Mm -hmm. where you're pouring into each other then, you know? Yeah. And and that's something that I don't think, uh, we think a lot about is at least with a book like this, it's sort of a, um, it's a tool to break the ice. You know, it's kind of like, uh, why, in any sort of mixer or gathering of people, at least for those introverts, have something to drink there just so that we can have something in our hands, right? <laughs> Some so, kind of barrier between us <laughs> yeah, and right. other people. It just sort of, yeah, exactly. It gives you something to do. Right, and, right. Because it is, you know, it's just going to be awkward if you're like, hey, I'll, I want to disciple you. You know, it's not something that really is a natural part of our, sure. our, our culture. Right. Maybe it was a little bit more uh, culturally appropriate for Jesus to go and ask the disciples to follow him. Um, although still well, pretty radical, I, I think, but <laughs> I will say something that we've done at our church is literally gone through and made a list of people that, that we think should be coached, Yeah, which ultimately in my church, it's everyone <laughs> like yeah. anyone who's not been coached is the person who needs coached. Cause I want everyone to be coached, but literally making a list of who needs coached and then dividing it among our team. Like, okay, who are you going to take? And that may sound crass that way, but like, no, right. I think it's like important. We need to make sure everyone is has someone to walk with in this. Yeah, and so, um, and so that's something I, I posted in our, in our little Facebook group. You know, is that if you don't know who you could be walking with, 
just talk to your pastor. Like, I'm sure they have an idea of, of people in their church that they would love to be discipling, you know, oh, that's they would a great love idea. to have coffee with. Uh, but depending on how big the church is, you know, the pastor's not going to be able to have coffee every week with every person. Mm-hmm. So why not you be that person to have coffee with that person? Absolutely. Um, so if you're not sure who you could be walking with, just talk to a spiritual leader. Talk to someone who has oversight in your church, you know, and um, and I'm sure they have some ideas for you. As we go about uh, trying to make those relationships and form those relationships, what are some of the qualities of a good discipleship coaching relationship uh, that really just make it a healthy thing uh, for Christians to be involved in? What are, what are some of the things that you value in a in a discipleship relationship? Yeah, you know, that's that's a really good question, Josh. I think uh, trust is obviously a big foundation for any relationship. So even in this coaching relationship, and a big one is like compassion too. When we first started meeting with people, me and my team coaching one-on-one, it was it was wild because we, we were coaching a lot of people who were very unchurched and they were coming to our church sometimes you know, sometimes not so regularly, sometimes regularly. And we wanted to disciple them. And they kind of just wanted to talk about all kinds of other things, you know, that were not going to help them move forward. But, but some people are going through so much in life, like they don't want to talk about the Bible. You know, they, they want to talk about, I mean, it, there's any number of things I could say there, but um, just a lot going on. And so, it's really important that if you're if you are coaching someone who who may be unchurched or um, just going through a lot of stuff like you're gonna need compassion and patience to so that you're not just trying to get them to a point in in your head that you've deemed like the finish line you know whether that is a book or like just being normal or you know whatever that is so so I think I think it is very important to be patient to have compassion and, you know, anytime Jesus saw the, saw the crowds in the Bible, there's, there's a couple of places where, you know, it says he, he saw the crowd and he had compassion on them, you know, and we see that in Jesus' life where when he met with people, like he was, he was really seeing them and loving them. And for some people like myself, who, who are very like task driven, that can actually be difficult, you know, to mm-hmm. actually see people and love them, especially when you're like, I'm just trying to get through this chapter, man. Come on, like, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, it becomes this task that you do. And so, yeah, I have to remind myself, like, what is what is the goal here? Wait, I'm loving someone here. I am, you know, so patience and compassion, love. But Yeah, you know, God, <laughs> God deals with me so patiently. Like, honestly, like, if I had to be really honest, I have no idea under my old paradigm of who God is, I have no idea why God has kept me alive to this point in my life. Like if, if, if I were God, I would have, I would have wiped me off of the, the face of the planet by now. Like just be like Jesus, man, just <laughs> come on. <laughs> and here I am trying <laughs> right, to work yeah, through this I mean, life. Uh-huh. And man, he is so patient with me. Like I'll come back to issues over and over and over again and he's there just to continue walking with me as I go through those. I think I think it is helpful. I mean it's always, you know, we don't want to become where we're always analyzing ourselves, but but I do think seeing this this process of discipleship, Josh, you and I have talked about this before about this just this ongoing like yeah. never ending thing. 
it's helpful. Like, am I becoming more like Jesus? That like, that's a great question. And so it helps me be more patient with other people, even though I, I may know way more about the Bible than them. And I know how to act in a church service and I know how to behave Christianly and use the, the Christian vernacular. You yeah. know, I know how to talk like, and so if I can change my mindset from like trying to get people to act like a church person to actually like being loved by Jesus and obeying him and then realizing that I still struggle with that, yes. but he still pursues me and calls me. Yes. It certainly helps. It helps me make sure that we're actually aiming for the right target together. So our target is not to get them to be a church person. Yeah. But the target is like, do you know Jesus? Yeah. That's why I really like using the word trajectory. Are we on that trajectory? It doesn't mean that we're all the way at the end, wherever this trajectory leads us. It just means that, that we're on that path. And I think as long as we're, if we're following Jesus on that, the I, I kind of want to say the pace is irrelevant, even though, I mean, I would expect some. Well, Daniel Ian talked made, about that in our conversation with him. Is it's not true. it's not necessarily how close you are in distance to God, because uh, you know from a certain perspective, the Pharisees were very close to Jesus, but they weren't turned facing him or to God. Rather, they but they weren't facing him. Whereas the woman caught in the act of adultery was very far from God. But as soon as she turns, she's facing God. She's on that yeah. that trajectory, and yeah. that's yeah. really what yep. the path of discipleship is all about that we're talking about here. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, more about direction than pace. Who is coaching you, and who are you coaching? Step five in creating a lifestyle of discipleship is to make other disciples. A lot of times we think of this as just getting people to say yes to Jesus, but really. The command to make disciples means teaching them to obey everything Jesus commanded. That's not something that comes easily or naturally to us or anyone else. And that's the lifelong journey of transformation Jesus calls us to. And it's the same journey he calls us to help others walk as well. If you're not being coached or you're not coaching anyone, I want to encourage you to find one of these relationships. If you don't have anyone coaching you, find someone you trust who can walk with you. They don't have to be perfect but they should be further along in their journey than you. If you aren't coaching anyone else, find someone. And if you can't find someone, ask your pastor or spiritual leader to help you connect with someone. This part of the discipleship lifestyle isn't something we can afford to neglect. Once you develop these coaching relationships, you'll find that coaching and being coached bring joy and growth in ways you may never have thought possible. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Josiah's work, check out his book, Along the Way. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Josiah unpacks the basis for all discipleship. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.